And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. It's just that their task, their obstacles, and their conflict are all given through conversational exposition, which is not particularly interesting for me to watch. So it's not going to draw me in. What I'm getting from it is like hints of berries with a strong definition. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 9, Episode 6, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Beside me have a man who says, saying I'm shocked and appalled, um, is basically telling the world that you can't control your own emotions, so everyone else should do it for you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, uh, live from Vegas, we have a man who spreads gluten outside his front door to keep the hipsters away. It's Sean <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> Uh, this week we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of Man from Uncle. Well, actually, a movie in the shape of Man from Uncle. And some TV in the form of Show Me a Hero and Lucifer. We'll also have some news and some previews in Coming to a Bicycle near you. So, how are we doing? Fantastic, Steve. Good stuff. What have we been up to? I've been binge watching Hannibal Season 3. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that going? Uh, it's, it's a very different animal. This season three, uh, I think it's really only for mm-hmm. the, the hardcore fans, right? Um, there's an awful lot of kind of uh, strange scenes, like dream sequences or whatever, and uh, it's kind of inside somebody's head, and you're kind of sitting there for ten minutes wondering what the fuck is going on here. Right. <laughs> um, so I only got up to episode eight, and that left me in a state of utter confusion uh, because episode eight in any other show would be the finale. It seems like they wrapped up all the story arcs. Right. Um, but I know there's two episodes left, so I'm wondering, what, <laughs> what on earth are those two episodes for? Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that, just to uh, uh, sort out my own curiosity. And right. I'll, uh, I'll report back to you next week. Okay, so it's a, it was there's, the long season there's for me more. to start, uh, Hannibal, then. Definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you were saying, Sean? There's actually more than two episodes, I believe, Mike. Um, oh yeah, I have given ten. That I've seen two episodes, okay. and I can't. That can't be the end of it. Like, ah, okay. That has done nothing to relieve I my confusion. I can say, <laughs> <laughs> I can say without spoiling, um, without spoiling anything, I can say that they basically seem to split the season up into two sets of storylines. Okay. Uh, and the next set of storylines is taken uh, pretty directly from one of the Hannibal books, and people may recognize it from other inferior representations in film. Okay. Well, that's good. It means I've got more stuff to watch. What did you think of this season, Sean? I know you, you liked season one and two. Yeah, it's very different. I think that they went out on uh, a limb even more than they usually do. And I think in part that's because the first half of the season, I don't know, because I really liked a lot of the parts of it, and it was beautiful and it sounded amazing throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't argue that. Um, and Brian Fuller, like, at Comic-Con, the showrunner and creator, did say that he likes to think of each episode as its own art film. Okay. And I did think that all those things were interesting, but when you don't have a serial killer killing people every <laughs> week... It's tougher yeah. to like, you know, invest in the like the shock and the thrills, which mm. I think were not the only part, but a large part of Hannibal seasons one and two. Mm. So 
I don't know. I think I don't think it's inferior. I think it's different. I I don't like it quite as much, but I do feel that the the mid season finale stuff uh, that you refer to as tying up all the loose ends, I do feel that makes up for it in terms of action. Yeah. So I would say probably better for a binge watch mm-hmm. than for individual week by week episodes where you just kind of go. I feel very interesting, <laughs> but I don't know if anything's actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think it changes though. In in the, once it gets to the the new season, it's very much to me reminiscent of Hannibal seasons one and two. Okay. You seen anything this week, Sean? It's not on the list. Um, Mr. Robot had episode eight of season one, oh. and uh, it's been building tension for a long time now. With various storylines, uh, uh, as well as the various Mister Robots, yeah, uh, I think that I, just could be vying for the title. I think I'm still at episode five-ish, mm. Mm. six maybe. Well, yeah, they they ramp it up a lot. Like, uh, I think you'd know what I was talking about. I'm guessing the stuff I'm talking about must be like slightly later. But in episode eight, they they blow their collective load uh, when it comes to all of the stuff they've been teasing us with. Uh, and you know, there's there's going to be a big conversation between some very main characters, and much has been revealed, and more is still to come. Very excited. Oh, good, because you know it, it it kicked off brilliantly, and then episode two was a, a big disappointment, I thought. But it's worth sticking with it because three came on strong Definitely. again, and it's been it's been great since uh, or so far for me. Um. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, it gets better as well, again. Okay, um, I haven't seen anything else this week. I've been busy. Did you not watch the hurling? <clears throat> oh yeah, the the All Ireland uh, hurling semi-finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galway uh, v. Tip. Tip, of course. Yeah, um, that was very very exciting, Sean. If you haven't. Seen yeah, it. I bet it was exciting for many many people. Many many people, mm-hmm. even those that don't have an interest in hurling. It was quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, because they drew level 10 times during the match. In fact, up, mm. up until the last three minutes, yeah, they were yeah, level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Such a great game. Tense, tense affair. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there's many people in with high blood pressure yeah, the following day. I, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. We'll crack on. Sean, have you got news for us this week? Oh God, no! I just had to. No, not in any way at all. Life has overtaken me. No way, shape, um, or form. And I, okay. I do not yeah. have any film news for anybody. Mm. Okay. Are those immigration guys catch up with you again? Yeah. <laughs> it's more like they were catching up with my mate who just moved over. I'm trying okay. to get him everything he needs to survive in this paper-filled world right. of adventure and bureaucracy. <laughs> Um, okay, let's kick off with the first of our TV, which is uh, Show Me a Hero, which is ra- uh, written by uh, David Simon, uh, who we know from Generation Kill, mm-hmm. The Wire, um, is it Trem? Treme? Treme, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dream. Dream, even. <laughs> uh, this stars Oscar Isaac, Winona Ryder, John Bernthal, Carla Cuevo, Cuevedo, Cuevedo. And uh, Jim Belushi. Um, it's about Mayor Nick uh, Wasiko. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I, I'm getting all the names now. Yeah, you Wasiko. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Wasiko. Uh, yeah, it's pronounced like it's written, as he says in it. Uh, who's played by Isaac, and uh, 
he took office in 1987 during Yonkers' worst crisis um, when federal courts ordered public housing to be built in the white um, middle class side of town um, and uh, divided the city in a bitter battle fueled by fear, racism, murder and politics. So, yeah. So that's the basis of it. Oscar Isaac, fantastic, yet again. Um, yeah, when was the last time we saw him? Ex Machina. Oh yeah. Or Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so he's, a, he's really strong in this again. Uh, very convincing and great acting and great storytelling and great TV. And I'm sad that it's only a ministry. Mm. Yeah, did you see this? I did. What did you think? Fucking hated it. Yeah, hated it. Um, I thought you'd like this because it's <laughs> politics and uh, oh, it's the seventies or eighties. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked that. Eighties. It was a bad time for our Mike. The eighties and yeah. American race <laughs> relations and all kinds of things that I could. I just do not have any fucks left to give about. Right. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, council meetings. Oh, I fucking love council meetings. <laughs> <laughs> but they get really intense on procedures. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. This is. Oh, no. You didn't like this? No. I absolutely. Every single minute of it was just dental surgery for me. You know, really? Was, wow. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Even the opening, uh, the opening scene where there's a pager going off. Yeah. I was just. Shut up. That well, way. that's well. Okay, Mike, you are obviously in a mood. Yeah, I was. when when you're watching this, yeah, <laughs> because that was like very very minor. <laughs> um, I was more struck. Uh, it, it was the curiosity. Of what the hell is that about? You know, um, and uh, that, that kind of set the scene for me. I got mm-hmm. straight into the intrigue right. and interest. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I was sitting there with my bottle of whiskey and my shotgun. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. It was probably not. Best way to watch it. <laughs> Just built a pint of milk on the couch or something. Like that. <laughs> Sean, did you see this? I did indeed. Yes. And um, so, uh, yeah, miniseries not usually uh, my thing either. Um, uh, I don't know if Mike's the same with that, but in general, because you know, I, I like to watch TV for you know continue character development over you know a, a span i like to add to my roster of, of shows you know mm-hmm. yeah but you know i've seen many series that i've enjoyed as well uh not many but the probably the most recent one being uh olive kitteridge mm-hmm. um so uh which was francis mcdormand and a whole other bunch of, of really interesting people yeah and i was comparing this with it a lot partially because they're both hbo miniseries this is this is um so this opens with, uh, you know, Nexus Siski before we know who the fuck he is. Yeah. Just driving into a graveyard, um, having some acid reflux, drinking something to settle his stomach. Yeah. As Pedro goes off, he looks at it and he leaves it on the dash, gets out of the car and throws up. Pedro keeps going off, 911, 911. Obviously things are going on and people need to reach him. So he throws up and he walks over and he sits down with his back to a tombstone which seems to bear his name. Very ominous, very well shot, quite well acted. However, compare that, compare the stakes involved in that with the opening of Olive Kitteridge, which was Frances McDormand, quite quite old, uh, much older than we've ever seen her look before. She's been aged with makeup and yada yada, walking with a picnic basket and a blanket over her arm, walking into the middle of a grove. 
somewhat similar scenes. We're not sure who she is. We don't know what's going on. Yep. She removes a shotgun from the basket that she's carrying, and she takes it out, and it looks like she's about to use it on herself. Then we flash back. I am more interested in one of those things than the other, and it's the one with the gun. <laughs> now, it's not that I think that the the show, uh, Show Me a Hero, is bad. I think that it is about a guy who is in over his head. The only problem with that is, is that I knew that already. He, Because they make a point of telling you that he's 28 years old, or he's about to be 27 years old or something. And you're going like, oh, that's that's quite young. And then the idea that he should run for mayor of Yonkers comes up, and you're like, oh, he's going to get in way over his head. And then he gets in way over his head. Now, it's a pilot problem as well, right? Because the pilot only gets you up as far as, oh, he's clearly, you know, oh, things are going to get tough for him now. Because remember, he gets indigestion earlier, and that's from later on. And I was just like, okay, these are some people that are interesting ish sure it's very well acted it's it's shot fairly well it's period and they seem to be doing the period stuff quite well the b plots i didn't care about at all because they weren't interesting and the b plots with uh, the people who i believe it, it is presumed they will want to acquire this housing one woman's sight is failing because of her diabetes which is a terrible thing and that's not particularly interesting to watch for me i don't really understand why i should care about that yet beyond normal human compassion, which perhaps was on the wane at that hour of the evening. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, I just, like, there is a great scene in this, right, where he gets some good news and he celebrates, and you look at him and you go, holy shit, you're immature. And, you know, there's a, a, there's a romantic relationship uh, that is clearly a bad idea. And you go, do, do you know that this is a bad idea? Because you seem to know that this is a bad idea, because everyone's telling you this, but you're still doing it you should probably make some more responsible decisions because you're going to have to do that for a lot of people. But it's love. And it is interesting. It's love. Yeah, sure, sure. It's, you know, abuse of power over a female subordinate. Um, It's, you know, it's interesting. (laughs) I didn't think, I thought it was the other way around, actually. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I just, um, I don't know. I I mean, it's kind of clear where this is all going, right? Which means that they need to make the intricacies quite interesting. And I think they did an all right job of that. Like, it's pretty to watch and it's, you know, well acted, as I, as I keep saying. It's just that if you can't find a way to put a gun in the room, that's fine. I understand it's based on a true story. Well, then show me a slightly more interesting part of the story first or get to the more interesting parts quicker. This is good. It is people, it's, it's dudes doing stuff and that's fine, but I'm not going to get hooked. You know what I mean? I'm just not going to get hooked on that. Maybe the next episode will ramp up the tension and, you know, someone will throw a brick through a wall. You mentioned murder in your uh, synopsis. I don't know. That might be good. That could be a nice thing to happen. Isn't, isn't this the problem with stories, huh? Yeah. Just just toss in some, some murder. Invent a story to have a bit of fun with, right? I could just Wikipedia this story. Yeah. I've been, my interest has been yeah. mildly, mildly piqued, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, tell me, not did really you, enough to watch four more hours of it. Did you see uh, House Cards? Yeah. Right. And uh, would you prefer, uh, well, I'm guessing that you would prefer that kind of uh, political wrangling than this. Mm. Is this a bit too uh, parochial? 
stayed, I think is a good um, word. Or stayed. I mean, it is stayed. <laughs> see, I, it's I, partially I like parochial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see, in, in House here's, of Cards, they, the they have the evil behind it. Yeah, but there's also Borgen, which doesn't quite ha- has more like stuff you can relate to yeah. here in Irish politics, you uh-huh, know, yeah. um, and the the mm. manipulation that goes on there, and that's yeah. kind of what I liked about this mm. because I was I I didn't know uh, the story, yeah. and uh, purposefully didn't wiki it, mm-hmm. um, and it did sort of uh, catch me off guard a couple of times with right. a couple of twists in the story, like. Um, you know, when he's running for office, that it was actually going to be a possibility due to a certain certain twist in the story. You okay, know, so yeah. so I did like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, you know, I, I'm going to uh, sort of give it away now. It is mm-hmm. thriller for me because I will watch more of this, and uh-huh. uh, I think it's quite strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that there's such negativity they, coming from you guys. I. I I'm quite pleased to hear a distinct lack of love coming from Sean's side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good, but I fucking hated it. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's well made. I can't disagree that it's well made. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't think that there's anything in it that's going to... Like, where's the guy at the start of the show going, my name is Oliver Queen. Yeah. For five years, I was lost in but, hell, and now I've returned to save my city. Where's yeah. that shit? So maybe it's the genre that doesn't mm. suit. You know, it, well, it's because there's no gun and because there's no, you know. But I mean, I do like mm. Morgan and I do like House of Cards. I know, yeah. They're they're different. They're lighter. Yeah. All yeah. right. This is a bit Two. more in-depth political type drama. It's Mellow, subtler. It's more melodrama without mm. the mellow. Yeah. <laughs> without the without the drama. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> that are dramatic that happen. I do agree with you that the 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 B stories the. They're not that interesting, except for the love interest side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping to see more of Winona come mm-hmm. into it as well. Yeah. Um, I do believe there's a few faces from The Wire appear later on in the series. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stick with this. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, thanks very yeah. much, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm quivering in anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, would you like to ask me if I thought it was a thriller <laughs> No, I think I got there. So. But okay, actually, what I do want to ask is Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. Yeah, strong performance. Yeah, he does For everything sure. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just fucking hate the story. Was it also the period? <laughs> period doesn't help. Topic doesn't help. Right. It's just. It's stuff not happening doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just trying to nail down what the. What your problem is it's with the a total lack of drama, and you know it's it's all it's like is it something I've missed? You know that's what I'm asking. It's the really. dramatic equivalent of an anti Viagra. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I think I think what it is is there the excitement of this show, uh, such as it is, is being doled out quite piecemeal. And even when it is doled out, I almost miss it because it's so small and subtle. So what I, what I'm getting from it is, you know, here is some well-made television because sometimes, sometimes what you get is people are, they do it wrong, right? They have great ideas, but they, they get them to the screen in an incorrect manner in a way that doesn't work. For example, if the characters are not on task, you can notice that and go, that's a flaw in that show. Right. This show doesn't have the flaws. Characters are on task. Yeah. It's just that their task, their obstacles, and their conflict 
are all given through conversational exposition, which is not particularly interesting for me to watch. So it's not going to draw me in. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What I'm getting from it is like hints of berries with a strong <laughs> finish. <laughs> Spanner. <laughs> um, okay. So it's two fillers, I gather, then. Uh huh. And a thriller. Okay. Indeed. Um, yeah, I got it. I, I think it's brilliant storytelling. Mm-hmm. And like I said, brilliant performance, brilliant acting. And I would like more of this, please. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Let's go on to, let's skip ahead, go on to the second of our TV. Get the TV done with, which mm-hmm. is Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer Morningstar, played by Tom Ellis, uh, has moved to LA. He's English. Didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. He's suave, he's manipulative, he's wealthy, and he's having fun. Uh, then he takes interest in a police investigation and meets Joan Watson. Sorry, I mean, uh, Chloe Dancer, uh, played by <laughs> Lauren German. Uh, they work together and will probably do so every week until the season finale. Much like Sherlock. Mm. And several other programs we've seen recently yeah. that we'll be reviewing soon. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, very interesting offbeat take of like having you know a slightly funny male lead and a really competent yeah. male cop, and the two of them get together <laughs> to solve problems. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, right, I thought this was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like his uh, his confidence, his charming demeanor, mm-hmm. and uh, without being. A real arrogant twat about it, mm-hmm. or being aggressive about it, the way yeah. he can manipulate mm-hmm. people into seeing things the way he sees them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know he uses yeah. his uh, devilish, uh, what would you call it, talents mm-hmm. to do this. But uh, yeah, I, d- I do like it. I do like mm-hmm. it. And I like that he speaks the truth, mm-hmm. which can be quite funny at times. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's not something we haven't seen before with various sort of. You know, what was the one, the psychology one, the guy who can see what people are thinking and all those kind of ones that we've seen the, in the past. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, this is a decent dialogue, do well written. Yeah, I was pretty happy with this. Yeah, I'm quite yeah. surprised that you identified with a, you know, a Lucifer su- type. Su- suave, manipulative. Oh, yeah, suave, manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't see it. He wasn't passive aggressive enough for me. That was the problem. Sean, <laughs> did you see this? I did indeed see this, Steve. Yes. Um, I saw this back at Comic-Con, in fact. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucifer is... <sighs> what's Lucifer? Okay, Lucifer is somehow a generic... Satan. <laughs> it's tough. It's like, I understand that it's tough to take a character that has been written about for, you know, millennia. Mm-hmm and try and do something original with him, right? I understand that that's difficult. And I can see that in the in the actual movements of what he does and what he says, that, you know, there is interest, there is, you know, kind of nice stuff. But I don't know if they're completely capturing on the small screen how uh, interesting and insanely complicated and complex the character of Lucifer probably would be. You know what I mean? Like, it's a tough job, yeah. but they're supposed to do it. They're making the show about that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, have either of you guys ever read Paradise Lost? 
Milton. Yeah, Milton. A uh, long time ago. In Latin, was it, Mike? No. No? Not this time? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mike's right. It's probably up on the wall there behind us. Uh, uh, yeah, they're probably using coffee. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what they're competing with, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's pretty... And what I ended up getting was a kind of a spoilt, omnipotent child. Not mm. to say that it's not interesting, mm. but it's a spoilt, omnipotent child um, who for some reason is quite a nice person at heart. It mm. was kind of strange to me that that was already a thing. I was like, oh, mm. he just helps people sometimes. Mm. All right, that's I didn't really <laughs> expect that. Yeah. Now, I do like what. I do get that his thing is that he's a punisher. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, when you have a girl, like, there was this scene where she went, wait, did I sell my soul to the devil? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you're fine. I, don't worry about it. I just want you to do well and be happy. And I'm like, okay. Why is he acting like the, you know, best friend to this damsel in distress. And I'm like, why is he being such a nice guy? You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the line is tough to tread. It, it's not that the show is completely worthless. I, I'm not being that, you know, disingenuous. I'm saying that some of it was interesting. Some of it was way too fucking convenient. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, what, wait a minute. I can't, I can't read, like, I can't find out what your secret desires are. I need to hang out with you a lot more. And it just so happens that you work alone. So what if we work together and I solve crime? And I'm just like, yeah. okay, what are we doing next? Would you like me to follow you to the next? Oh, now they're investigating a crime. I wonder if that one is the murderer. Oh, he's not. I wonder if this other person... No, he's not the murderer. He, oh, it's the last person. But he was the person from before. Oh, <laughs> It's just a little Stop bit... Just, just a little bit. One, two, three, four, five. Um, the weakest bit of this, I felt, was the, the supernatural side to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know where he had another... Was he Archangel? Yeah. Uh, came and I need a word with you. Mm, yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, jeez, <laughs> really? Uh, I don't think it needs it. Mm. Did you know it wasn't the wings you had a problem with? Ah, I think it's the whole supernatural thing. You know, yeah. I know it's Lucifer. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's, you know, you can suspend your disbelief for mm. that bit, mm. but then, you know, <sighs> I know it's it's hard to justify when you've suspended your belief that far, yeah. not to believe that, you know. There isn't the whole um, mystique and storyline yeah, behind yeah, that, yeah. you know. That's you not going to Dominion, appear. Have you? What? you haven't been watching Dominion, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, you see, that's this, that's exactly the reason yeah. why. You know, the, you see, I, I'm not a big fan of things like Supernatural and Grimm and mm. so on. You know, yeah. I just don't find them convincing enough, and it's a yeah. bit buffy. Yeah, you know. So and you do, don't have any imagination either. Uh, no, it's my imagination. Yeah, yeah a bit stunted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so I w- I would have liked more of all the stuff Steve said he didn't you like. See, yeah, that's personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. There was two, two I mean, maybe three appearances by him during it, and I thought mm-hmm. that was two or three mm-hmm. too many. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it needed. It, and yeah. well, they just have to. And for some him. reason, for ten, on. for some reason, for ten years at least, the only way people can think to have angels show up and talk to people is for them to stop time. Have wings, fold their wings, mm-hmm. say something ominous, and then leave. 
And if I'm going to watch a show that has all that stuff in it, then why don't we watch Constantine, which is actually about supernatural forces interacting, as opposed to might eventually perhaps be about supernatural forces interacting? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. Uh, no. But I, I, I agree with you in that that side of things should be another show. I don't think it's this show. Hmm. But how could you have this show without that side of things? I yeah, mean, I know. Fucking Lucifer, yeah. Like. yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to there. They're treading the line. <laughs> They're treading the line, right? Because they want to get both audiences. They want to get the cop show audience. Mm. They want to get the supernatural show audience. Mm. And then they want to see what they need to do episode by episode to retain both and grow both. And eventually when they need to raise the stakes, he'll just be, I don't know, hunting a killer who is also a demon. You know what I mean? Like they'll just find a way for to, to blend both. And if they do it successfully, they'll have a show that goes for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, people will either not notice and they'll have a show that goes for a long time, or people will, and they won't have a show that goes for a very long time. Imagine, though, like if in some episodes they needed cop skills, and in other episodes they needed <laughs> supernatural skills to solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> what a great team that would yeah. be that could handle all these problems. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they could be You know you're going to love this show. What? Yeah. Well, you see, <laughs> I'm going to love three quarters of it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be that quarter mm-hmm. of the story that uh, is just not going to appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I love I love the fact that there's another show like Sherlock on. Mm-hmm. I love it because yeah. I love Sherlock and I love that format. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a criticism to say mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's very like that. Mm-hmm. I think, great, bring them on. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm just Plus, hoping that they don't wear out that format too. Mm-hmm. But but Steve, is yeah. is this because you? So you watch a lot of you know n- non-traditional, non-mainstream stuff. You are aware that the mainstream is completely glutted with shows egg, egg fucking exactly like this. Mm. Like body cop shows are what is on television. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going as far back as Bones, which has got like, what like eleven yes. seasons. I agree. I agree absolutely. But yeah. um, it's the persona of the person that is not the cop. Let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no, he's, I, a, I he's a little, he's yeah, a little yeah. bit outside for me, it was the law. The mentalist that got me. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a little bit outside the law, and he's not tied by the same constraints as someone mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. be a cop. So they can sort of, you know, mm-hmm. sort of manipulate stuff. But he's also got that gift for manipulation, and I love his confidence. Mm-hmm. And did I say manipulation already? Yeah, yeah a couple yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's the appeal for me. I I like his wordsmithing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great dialogue. Um, when I started watching this, first five, ten minutes, I thought, I'm not going to fucking like this at all. I really am not going to like it. Because yeah. he was really annoying me. <coughs> right. Um, it was just too <laughs> too smooth, too quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm not liking this. Yeah. And then I got it. And yeah, I, I realized this is actually a new vehicle for Jimmy Carr. <laughs> <laughs> you know that stand-up that you hate? Yeah, you better explain. Yeah. Jimmy Carr, UK stand-up, uh, specializes in offensive humor, uh, delivered in a deadpan, sort of uh, ever so posh <laughs> sort of a way. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't start out that way, but as the show goes on, you can see that's what he's building into. Mm. And I can see, actually, as as the season develops, it 
it has potential to become pretty pretty funny, I think. Yeah. In yeah. in his character. Uh, I'd like to point out that Tom Ellis actually is Welsh. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Just the character's English. Okay. Accent's yeah. Yeah. Public school boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it was a real coup to get uh, Mila Jojovic to come in and uh, play the cop. <laughs> <laughs> She's not unlike her, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it's so you're sold then. I'm straight off. Mila Jojovic. Mila Jojovic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's got all the ingredients that I should love it, but on the other hand, we have seen all this so many times before. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come down to the, I suppose, the chemistry between the two main characters, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can come up with something vaguely interesting yeah. as their weekly plot they're, lines. They're devious plot lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought the writing was pretty decent for what it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. I did have a problem with the angel. Yeah. Because um, he's cool on one re- on one level. Yeah. But every time he shows up, he's going, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you're slowing it up. The, yeah. the plot needs to continue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. Like Sean mm-hmm. said, you know, it's, it's going to appeal to two audiences there. And, you know, they'll they're, they're, have a larger viewership, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, one thing they really, really need to address is the, the structural problem in that the, the main character is immortal and invulnerable. And not subject oh, to yeah. any risk ever, you know. Oh, it's yeah. like, how do you build a drama if there's yeah, your yeah. character is is invincible? Yeah. Um, so I suppose that's where the angels come in. That's the only way you can be hurt. Yeah. But uh, they'll find this kryptonite. Yeah. And then some bad guys will get it. <laughs> yeah. As they're as they're I don't know doing something like robbing a bank or something. I don't know something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe Indiana Jones will show up with some ancient relic that uh, maybe <laughs> kills yeah. kills angels. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they're going to need some kind of instrument like that to, you know, get any any level of drama at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be look into my eyes, look into my eyes. Yeah. Tell me the answer to the problem <laughs> <laughs> before the end of the show. <laughs> here's here's the thing, right? I actually think that they also need to figure out what their dialogue and scripting style is, because mm. one. There's way too many really obvious fucking puns about him being Lucifer in the mm. first episode. Yeah. Like, it's, it's got really annoying to me mm. after a while because it was like every person was like, oh, your name's Lucifer? What kind of name is that? Yeah. It's from the fucking Bible. Yeah. Like, the kid got it and that was the joke. The joke should be done now. Yeah. Fuck everyone. Yeah, yeah. But every now and then they'll have something that I find quite interesting. For example, we know from the end of the episode that Lucifer is going to be going to therapy. Mm. And will be paying for his therapy by having sex with his therapist. Mm. That's interesting. However, this show does not have the balls to use things like that to its fullest extent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Here's, my, here's the pitch, right? Mm. Next episode opens. It's the classic, like, you know, we see the door saying, you know, doctor, blah, 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 blah. And we hear him talking about his problems, you know? Mm. Yeah. We hear him saying how he feels weirdly connected to the human race the more time he spends around them, and yet repulsed because the you know the closer down you get to the worms, the more dirt you get on your shoes. And then he we go into the room and we see that he's got her bent over the table and he's pounding her <laughs> as hard as he fucking can from behind, while saying this to her. And she comes and then gives him advice, and then he goes thanks a lot, and then he goes to leave and it's like oh ha 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 spanks her on the bum, mm. like. 
is that show going to show us that? Or is it going to show us the toned down, watered down version of that? Because, you know, they want to get as many viewers as possible and they're on a major network. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I think. And I think all we're going to get is cutesy jokes about Lucifer and we're not actually going to get something from a person who has been charged with punishing and tormenting those who have sinned. Yeah. I, you know, I don't see that coming out on network television. Yeah. No, I'm actually surprised that they got to broadcast it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm I, mean, sh- I know there's a lot of giving out about it. Yeah. In yeah. fairness, like you don't see too many buddy cop shows that have therapist spanking. It's just not the done thing. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, uh, Bones has had a therapist character in it since Stephen Fry was in the show. But did he spank her? Or in the middle of the second season. Oh, Stephen Fry? Uh, more like verbal spanking. Okay. Right. So, trailer filler, Mike. On the fence with this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause so it comes down to it. Would you, would you watch episode two? I think I'm probably going to have to. Yeah. Probably against my better judgment, but I yeah. will. <laughs> yeah. So automatically. Yeah. yeah. Automatically it's a thriller then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Sean? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be a filler from me. Because if, for example, the cop were to die at the end of the episode... I wouldn't really give a shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if what, like seriously, if at the end of the episode a character were to die and I don't care, then they've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, casting vote? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this to her. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch more of it uh, and hope that the angel story goes away. Okay. You know, or else it, it's confined to a small dark corner. Right. Just before or after the ads. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, next up, we have the movie, our movie this week, which is The Mad from Uncle. John, do you want to give a synopsis? Sure. Yeah. So, based on the old serial uh, TV, right? Not radio, TV serial? Yeah. Cool. Um, based on the old TV serial, The Man from Uncle is about, uh, when a nuclear scientist is captured and forced to work on, you know, the ability to manufacture conveyor belt style nukes that could potentially destroy anyone in the world and hence give them total domination. When he, when he's captured, then a Russian KGB agent and an American CIA agent, formerly an art thief, must team up together in the midst of the Cold War to try and use this scientist's daughter to find him, get the info they need, and get that power for themselves and their countries. Um, I went to see this today. Yeah. And I, it's been quite a while since I enjoyed two hours in the cinema quite so much. Really? Yeah. And it was... It was kind of a, a bit nervous for me because uh, The Man from Uncle was one of the few TV shows we were able to get when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I really liked the original series. Uh, yeah. I was really, really worried that they would make it all bollocks up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was brilliant. It was uh, masterful cinematography, I thought. The you know the combination of you know scene transitions and and music was just brilliant it it just wound up your emotions oh yeah and uh 
I, I was just totally bought into it. I couldn't yeah. believe, like, uh, there was there were sections where I was actually nearly jumping out of my seat, like, go on! <laughs> so, is is this a, like, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a, a, a born identity type yeah, movie? Yeah. Nope. Is it, or is it a Bond nope. type movie? Or, well, mm, that's, that's the, my impression. The from general the, genre, you have. I know what the Bond, series used to be about. Yeah. Born, Mission Impossible. The Saint. The Saint. Yeah. Yeah. You've got secret agency type people doing dangerous things. And obviously lots of stuff blows up and you have to yeah. drive fast and kiss pretty girls and all this kind of thing. Uh, that's, that's the meat and potatoes of this genre. Right. So it's got pretty well all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just the style in which it's done. Yeah. Um, that I really enjoyed. And the fact that they were, uh, they were almost celebrating the original. Um, like the, the way it was shot, it looked like, say, um, uh, from Russia with Love or something. Right. Uh, but shot with, without shitty 60s cameras or whatever. Okay. So it actually looked as it would have done had you made those movies back then. Okay. Um, with modern equipment. Right. Um, so I uh, yeah I really appreciated the there was actually a a love for what they were doing that, that shone through uh, for me. Um, I I must I must admit for a long actually the whole movie until I uh, went and checked out the cast list afterwards I thought uh, the main bad baddie was uh, actually Paris Hilton. Really? <laughs> it's actually I think Elizabeth Debicki or something is her name. Uh, and she was uh, she was brilliant as buddy. Oh yeah, she's just got that total ice queen bitch face thing going on. Oh really? And uh, she's uh, she's the perfect foil for uh, um, Superman because he's you know uh, how many times have we use the word suave this week? Suave, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know he's he's the, the 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 classic ladies' man or whatever, and she's totally able for him. You know she's. Just, yeah, is that all you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. Everybody. Oh, you're back. Everybody was great in this movie. I am indeed. Everybody yeah. was great in this movie. There was not a single performance that I could go, mm. that was shit, they did that wrong, or that mm. wasn't amazing. Um. You just back to it, Sean? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right here. I, like, I've been listening, I've been following the conversation. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was Sorry, stunned uh, yeah. at the similarity between Mike's uh, review and what mine will be. So I'm just going to use fancier words to try and say what he said. <laughs> and hopefully people will like me more. Minimum, <laughs> minimum five syllables for each word, man. <laughs> so, so, so. Indubitably. You're, you've pretty much got the <laughs> Nice. So you've pretty much got the very same opinion on this movie and enjoyed it equally as much. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, Maybe even more. Let me like I want to expand on some stuff that Mike touched on, right? Okay. So it, the the trailers make this movie look like a uh, kind of a dumb but fun actioner, right? That's yeah. not what it is at all. There is there are action sequences in this movie, but every single action sequence is used to show character. Okay. It's used to show who these people are. There are one or two sequences that are not uh they're they're, they're action that needs to happen. But it's not going to tell us anything we don't already know. So they just do some really fucking cool visual montage stuff set to some awesome music. And then, boom, we're through it. We've gotten the explosions and the bullets. Awesome. Into the next thing that matters. 
Whereas every other movie would go, right, action sequence here, the punters will love it, we'll make a little bit more money. But in, in Man From U.N.C.L.E., literally after the first act, right, after the first 20 minutes, after a bit of a, a, a kerfuffle in the bathroom, once the, once the arrangements have been made, we'll say, after the first act ends, I knew everything I needed to know about every single main character. I couldn't have said that an hour and a half into Fantastic Four. Right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have said that. I knew everything about every relationship between those characters. And that was great. That was amazing. Um, Army Hammer stole the show, in my opinion. He was hilarious. <laughs> For me, complete crowd favorite. They get, they, he doesn't have to do more then grunt and tap his finger for everyone in the audience to just fucking laugh their shit off. It's amazing. <laughs> the thing about this movie, it's incredibly fun and funny. Another thing, it's a bit filthy. A like it's bit. actually got some really filthy humor in it. <laughs> one point, Henry Cavill, and I won't say why, but at one point Henry Cavill says to another character, and remember, take it like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, how are they getting away with that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and as well, there's humor in it that can be enjoyed no matter what culture you're from, no matter who you are. I'm thinking in particular of a sequence where uh, Henry Cavill's character, Napoleon Solo, has to decide whether or not to help out his partner. And I was just like, this is fucking amazing. We could just be getting a random chase sequence right now, and that'd be fun. I mean, that's what Mission Impossible would do, and that's, that could be fun as well. But instead, we're getting one of the one of the most hilariously <laughs> not not even subtle, but slow. It's yeah. like, ooh, oh look, and now what's about to happen? Mm. Oh, well, what's that? A sandwich? Oh my! <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> and I was yeah. just so taken aback. Like, I was surprised. You know, um, actually, that I had a good time throughout every. Sorry, Sean. Just that particular scene you're talking about. Uh, that was a perfect <clears throat> example of the use of music. Because you have the this scene is shot from two perspectives, and in one perspective mm -hmm. you have this high tempo uh, music that's really getting you going and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the other perspective, the music totally switches to you know a relaxing. And you you couldn't super American music. You couldn't contrast the two perspectives more uh, more powerfully. It was right, just right. brilliantly brilliantly done, and both of them are. It's not the you are aware of both perspectives at the same time. Yeah. So that uh, that was just a okay. beautiful balance, I thought. Yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, John. But yeah, yeah, no, I I just really really liked it. I don't know, I, like I'm looking for critiques in my head and I can't really find them. And I it's wow. I feel like they wanted it. Guy Ritchie made this. Like Guy Ritchie yeah. made this, and it seems like he made it the exact way he wanted to, mm -hmm. and it worked. And that's important because that means that we may get to see another Army Hammer movie that is a reboot of a beloved old uh, set of heroes mm -hmm. as opposed to what happened with the Lone Ranger the last time Army Hammer stepped into some very mm -hmm. sho some shoes that were very familiar to people from a certain generation. Tell me, is it very Guy Ritchie-esque stylistically? Does he use Guy Ritchie techniques and tricks? He does a little bit. There, yeah. there are some time time sequence uh, plays put in not too much, but every now and then they'll put something in. Like, oh, that was kind of clever. Yeah, but yeah. at least they're not overdoing it, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like I, I love when he so in his movies when he does things like that. I just go, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that was kind of cool, you know. Yeah. And then you remember, oh, that's Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, and uh, Hugh Grant, 
is finally not in a rom-com. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair play, you. He, he's broken the mold. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's <laughs> finally got out of that fucking uh, straitjacket that he's been in for uh, yeah, most yeah. of his career. And he's really good in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of... Uh, He's got that whole British thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but without the, you know, the, the stutter and the... Without the silly, oh, I'm confused. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He gets to play a real person. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's liberated. Yeah. <laughs> After 30 years, I finally got a script that I can work with. You know? <laughs> Very good. Um, is there a score to speak of? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. It's, the music's amazing. Is it, yeah? Yeah. Is it all original? Or it's amazing. Like, uh, the, there, there are some of it isn't. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's echoes. Like there's one. There's one great scene. Um, I won't go into the details, but they they put in a Sergio Sergio Leone uh, music, uh, the, you know, the westerns, whatever. Yeah. And that's just playing in the background, and you know, the scene has nothing to do with the West. Yeah. But it's a conflict. And right. you're, you're instantly brought into one once upon a time in the West or whatever. All oh, right, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was really, really well done. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you didn't like one song, they completely changed the genre for the next. Yeah, you know, it wasn't there wasn't a theme <laughs> like a blues theme or something going through it. It was all all kinds of eclectic stuff. All right, cool. Mm. Um, As well, yeah. just before we pop off, yeah. um, I actually really cared about the relationship between the two lads. Mm. Which is which is tough, right? Because whenever you have a, a buddy comedy or something similar to that, you start them at opposite ends of the spectrum where they hate each other, mm. and then you bring them somewhat closer to the middle. But if you go all the way to the middle, or if you go too quickly where they meet each other and they love each other, mm. that can go wrong. That can become unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And in this, they do a great job mm. where they don't actually... It's not like it's not like in this movie the pathway is easy and it's not like in this movie they like go out to dinner and everything's good now. You know, it's not obvious and it's not blah blah blah. It's just like yeah, it is believable to me that these guys dislike or disliked each other because I'm not really even sure and now have formed some kind of working relationship. And I was like I'm glad, because I didn't want it to be too much, because when they do another movie, I still want them to kind of fucking hate each other. And I really care. They did a great job of bringing the conflict between those two characters back multiple times, sometimes for humorous effect and sometimes for quite dramatic effect. And I was like, oh shit. Oh shit, like what's going to happen? Is it actually going to all kick off? Yeah. And I think that the way that they resolve that was the best best version of that. I actually cared about their relationship. So... It seems to me that the release date was a bit unfortunate then. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. do, do we think that this is going to be like, uh, uh, or it could have been a franchise, sort of? Yeah. Or a Maybe. Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But straight Out of Compton seems to have straight, overblown it. Like. Well, Straight Out of Compton was always going to be a big one, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Which we shall be reviewing this or next week on this very <laughs> podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Straight out of Compton is like it's a huge thing, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but it sounds to me like this movie deserved more from its opening weekend. Mm. It sounds like it's a quality. Mm-hmm. From what I, you're telling me, I, here, I didn't hear the figures. Did it do well? Or? Uh, no, mm-hmm. okay. not really. Oh. Well, not uh, not what you would uh, expect. Okay. Let's say. Yeah. Um, I I think. I think that Straight Outta Compton did something like 50 plus million. Yeah. Um, and wasn't expected to do that much. 
and Man from Uncle did something twenty something odd million and was supposed to do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh unfortunate for them. Um Okay. So do you want to mark it? Sean. Ah feck. I was hoping you'd go to Mike first. Um <laughs> I'm I'm up I'm like I'm already at eight. This is at least an eight for me, and I just am I'm sure about whether or not to go higher. Um, uh, I'm going to let it rest on the eight, but I think that this is perhaps I might even revisit that. Like this is one of the best action comedies that I've seen this year, and I, I think we may end up talking about it again once we get to the end of the year. Yeah, I. I I thought a lot about this because um, I don't give out high marks lightly. I think was it Navy Seals was the last <laughs> I gave out? <laughs> Navy Seals NATO, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so I, I I was sitting there watching it and uh, there was just a, a kind of a relic of my critical brain left functioning, which was thinking, this is this is eight? Could it be higher than an eight? Yeah. And I think I liked Kingsman, which is a similar yeah. kind of a thing, and I gave Kingsman an eight. But, you know, I like this movie more than Kingsman. I'd have imagined this Whoa. much better than Kingsman. Mm. And this movie, I think what's, what's taken me up there is there's some really good lines in it. Uh-huh. There's quotable lines in it, yeah. and if I see this movie, which I absolutely will see again, it, it will start entering my conversation. Wow! <laughs> lines from it. Wow! Um, so I'm, I'm gonna just come out. Come on, Mike. Flattered me. Take a breath. I'm gonna give it a nine, Steve. A nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, he did it. He did it for both <laughs> of us. He did it for both of us. <laughs> for the team, Sean. For a the nine. Team. That's unreal. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so you can check back. There's not many of them I hand out. No, there certainly isn't. So this is uh, potentially movie of the year for you then. So far, obviously. Yeah, I know it's uh, August, but... Yeah, yeah for, for the first eight months, this is a, my favourite movie that I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Fucking wow, not show. too many nines given out here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm definitely putting this on the list for me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, regret not seeing it now. Okay, so... um. After that, let me see, we're going to some previews and going to a bicycle near you. So the first one was Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Uh, the successful career of a Hollywood screenwriter, uh, Dalton Trumbo. Trumbo uh, comes to an end when he is blacklisted in the 40s for being a communist. Are you or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Sean, I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this, this being your uh, area of expertise. I am... So I know very little about this particular historical like event, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I really... like. So I've liked everything I've seen in this trailer. Like, the dialogue is great. The, it seems to be pretty exciting when it is just about writing. And that's one of the rules. They're saying don't have writers as characters. Because you can't go have your guys sit down and write stuff. 
and make that interesting very easily. Then the man you know, right, make the characters the shoot people. Right harder. So, so, so that was kind of interesting that I was already there, like, you know, but uh, like, I can imagine, like, they have Kirk Douglas, they have a couple of people show up, and you know that you're going to recognize them or the projects that are involved, uh, that the screenwriter or the team that he's assembling are going to work on, yeah. which will be very interesting from a retro perspective. So to me, this is almost like, um, I think it has the ability to be the screenwriting equivalent, as opposed to politics, the screenwriting equivalent of Argo, which was when, and Argo was the movie where they used a fake film production to affect a political rescue, whereas I think this will be using screenwriting to change politics. Right. Hmm. Mike. This is a tough one for me, because I'm not seeing a whole lot of action in it. Ah, oh, jeez. But... No zombies. There's no zombies. There's no <laughs> fucking Star Destroyers. <laughs> but there's a lot of good actors in there. It certainly is. And uh, there's certainly the potential for a lot of conflict of uh, less laser, laser beam kind of <laughs> variety. Yeah. Uh, so, it, yeah, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Could be... I, I think you're right, and yeah. I, I think uh, there's going to be a whole lot of political manoeuvring and a mm-hmm. whole lot of great dialogue, great performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you on the the whole set, though? You know, the whole timeline? Forties, yeah, living forties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good suits then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm up for this, all right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it looks like a strong movie. It looks a strong story. Yeah, cool. Um, the next one we looked at was the Hateful Eight. Which is, uh, this is the script that had uh, quite a lot of controversy over the last... Have we been talking <laughs> about this for a hell of a long we time? We have, yeah. This mm-hmm. is the one that was, was stolen, the script, and then... Uh, it leaked, yeah. Yeah, and then it, uh, Tarantino uh, threatened not to make it ever. Yeah. And then he was convinced, mm-hmm. I presume, by a very large check. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Some of those those zeros can be very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this stars uh, Channing Tatum, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Zoe Ball, Kurt Russell, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, and Walton Goggins. Oh my God, what a cast. It looks fantastic. And it's uh, set in post-Civil War Wyoming. Bounty hunters try to find shelter during a blizzard. We get involved in the plot of betrayal and suspicion. Will they survive? Yeah. So they all seem to be stuck in a cabin in the woods in the yeah. snow. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like from yeah. the trailer, um, and I'm gonna—I know I'm gonna love this before I've even seen it. I—I yeah. I, I like this Tarantino. That uh, the last—I like this uh, historic Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, rather than Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? His last three movies I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and Kurt Russell's always brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm a little. A mate described this. Oh, sorry. A, a mate described this to me as Django Unchained meets Reservoir Dogs. And I thought that was a bit of an interesting comparison because it is a bunch of interesting characters, right? Shove them in a warehouse, but all of them are bounty hunters like Django, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah true. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit worried that we've seen it before, though. Like, what was that uh, John Cusack movie with the 12 strangers in the motel? Um, Identity. 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 And then the other one with the the devil in the uh, in the elevator, which I think was called the devil. Devil. Uh, <laughs> so you have you have this scenario has been done. 
Um, so I'm just wondering if he uh, could make it interesting. Really? Uh, Mike, it, it's been going. It isn't like this is new, though. Like mm. Panic Room. Yeah. Um, movie about people in a place that is difficult to leave has always been a thing. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I, and, it, and it does incite tension and conflict. You can yeah. see why they do them. There's a reason that submarine movies work. Because that's just a moving room you can't leave. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give it a... Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, I think Sean has, Sean has won me over. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely watching it. such a tepid I, fucking commitment. <laughs> 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 I, I can't wait for this. Um, but we'll have to wait till January, I believe. Damn it. Anyway, um, next one is uh, Sicario, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Is it? Sicario. I don't see any mixes around here to uh, correct your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This stars uh, Emily Blunt, John Berntal, Josh Brolin, and Benicio Del Toro. Um, so this is uh, an idealistic uh, FBI agent is enlisted by an elected government task force to aid in escalating war against drugs at the border between the US and Mexico. This looks brutal in bits. Mm, it does. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like, what was the name of the Mexican movie that we watched? The the, the one with the guy with the dick on his forehead. <laughs> That's the one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look quite that brutal, but... Yeah, yeah it, it looks bad enough, but uh, interesting. Uh, Sean, what did you think of this one? I don't... Like, I really don't know much after seeing that trailer. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? I get it. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a bit of a culture clash. And there's apparently one of the characters, I believe Benicio Del Toro's character... Will work for anyone as long as he gets to kill people. He's a sure. Those are interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to be like an out and out actioner that gets really fucking gory, or if it's going to be a drama with like interspersed with action. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not really sure what I'm getting is, yet. Is but not, my interest is peaked. Is this not right up your street? It's got guns in it, John. Yeah. I mean, it is up my street, indeed. <laughs> I'm just still wondering what kind of film it's going to be. I'll probably watch it either way. I just, I'm just still interested. In, like, it's like that thing that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio says in Django, right? Yeah. It has my curiosity, but it does not yet have my attention. Right. Okay. Mike. Oh, this has my attention. Oh yeah. Yep. First thing I noticed was this uh, Emily Blunt shower scene. <laughs> oh, <God>. I didn't <laughs> even remember that. The bit, lo- sorry, <laughs> the lowest common denominator. <laughs> uh, Josh Brolin has worn in this uh, this type of uh, potentially highly violent uh, sort of a thing, and uh, yeah, if it's anything like No Country for Old Men, he's, yeah. uh, he's the man for it. And Benicio is. Just brilliant. He's, he's just got bad yeah. guy written. Yeah, he's all all the strong, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, I can't argue with the cast. I think yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm kind of intrigued by the. Is it? Is it a double agent? Mm-hmm. Is it you know uh, an assassin? Mm-hmm. Is it a bicycle? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> yeah. So I I have a strong yeah. feeling that whoever watches this movie will leave the cinema feeling soiled. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking away my innocence. <laughs> I can't unsee that. <laughs> I can't believe I paid that my innocence take. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see this, actually. Yeah. Uh it it looks like a no brainer actioner. A bit a bit of Tom Clancy with a mm. bit of Tarantino thrown in there, mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get a pliers and a blowtorch. Uh, yeah, pliers blow yeah. blowtorch in Mexico and you're way in a hack. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um 
Right, that's it from this week, I think. Sean, you any other final comments? Anything you want to promote or highlight? I know. No. Promote or highlight? Jeez, yeah. fuck, lads. You put me on the spot You're here. You're not on any other podcast know. this week, no? I don't know. Just oh, uh, by the way, be Sean. wary of cockroaches in the summer in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just put a saddle on them. A great transport. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I got a question during the week wondering where your list of uh, top 10 superheroes uh, movies are. Oh, I yeah. made it actually. Did you? Good I made stuff. it with my I made it with my mate. Um, we we were chatting it out uh, because we actually were uh, taking shelter from a rainstorm in a fast food restaurant. Wow, in the that's right. It rained for two hours and we couldn't move because the streets were flooded. Wow. So we we chatted it out for two hours. I never wrote it down because I had no internet at my house because I just moved home. But I mean, you wouldn't have any sympathy about that, Steve. No. That's fine. None. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've got the I've got the list pretty much ordered. Uh, every now and then I cheat a little bit and just say trilogy instead of the name of the movie. All right. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, we'll post it up as soon as I get my hands on it. Uh, Mike, your warrant, a week in advance. We want to list the top 10 B movies. You think I have it now? Or the, no, sorry, the worst 10 B movies. <laughs> whichever, is, whichever way you work it, you know, the highest that marked out of two. Mm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That'll be the week after next. It'll be okay. Probably need to implement fractions, though. If you've got zero, yeah. one, and two. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Um, okay. So we'll leave it there. Uh, hopefully, Mark will be back with us next week. So uh, from Mike, Sean, and Steve, stay classy.